Okay, happy holidays, you melon farmers. We are back, and it's uh, me, Katie, and good friend Greg. Hey, Greg. It's the Greg Show. Yeah, Welcome. It is. it's the Greg Show, y'all. Yes, yes. <laughs> had to come up with I a theme song. I will gladly accept that name. Yeah, we had to come up with a theme song. Just heavy bass, that's all I can picture, and him <laughs> just singing <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, that's that the theme. <laughs> it's Greg. <laughs> I wish I wish I could go back and take it from my brain. But I remember Greg called me. It was I think I was in high school and he called just to talk about something. And my mom thought it was a grown ass man calling the house. She's like, who the hell is this old ass man calling here for you? I was like, what? That's Greg. She's like, Greg, Greg, little Greg. I'm like, yeah, he got a he got a deep old voice. She's like, my God. <laughs> voice is so deep sound like a grown-ass man i was like yeah he does sound like a grown-ass man <laughs> yeah freaking nature <laughs> but yes uh we are here and this is episode 17 of katie's christmas christmas movie countdown i was gonna say the bad one but we sat down and watched a favorite of all of ours katie she watched this bad boy what? the first time last year yes but greg and i because we are part of the the melanin group we're, we're black folk so it is just a protocol there are a few movies that you see and songs that you hear in your life and I'd, I'd like to do a survey with all black people like when was the last time you saw the preacher's wife like oh it's been a long time my parents loved it I'm like yeah everybody's parents love it but <laughs> we sat down and watched the movie the preacher's wife and so it's comedy drama based around christmas and i didn't realize that it was a remake 1947 movie called The Bishop's Wife. And in that one, it is White Bugs. Cary Grant. Cary Grant is, is Dudley in that one. Huh. And then there's a ton of other names. There's probably some really cool people in it, but it's old as balls. James Gleason? No. I don't know that is. Oh, no, there's an English guy, Gleason. He's a mad eye movie. Yeah, Dom Hall Gleason and all of that whole family. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same, same steps happen. Uh Dudley is like, I gotta do my job damn you're pretty i'm distracted <laughs> and the same steps go but yeah they, they just sat down and like we could make this remake this better yeah i think it's better honestly um and just add some some flavor to it oh that sounded so fake i say add some flavor to it but, right <laughs> ethnic but this movie was directed by penny marshall hey you remember laverne and shirley she was laverne and actually, she did a ton of really good movies. Like her, a league of their own. Yeah, her set list is crazy good. Yeah, like Penny Marshall I love is Penny Marshall. She's a boss. So um, I thought it was really, really cool that she did this. So this movie stars Denzel Washington. Wow, he's a cutie pie. Whitney Houston. Wow, she's a cutie pie. Courtney B. Vance. He's there too. <laughs> and Lionel Richie. He was there for a minute. Yes, Lionel Richie. A couple Ritchie. minutes. Uh, tons of. And Jennifer Lewis. Yes. Oh man, see, so earlier I forgot what episode it was, and I was talking about the new season of the Boondocks where Granddad had to be his sister. I was talking about Jennifer Lewis, and she's got oh, an amazing really? voice, okay. an amazing laugh. Yeah. She would do great. She loves to cuss. Uh, it it would be easy for her to do that. Uh, Loretta Loretta Devine, she's in it. I love her. She was in the PJs. She was the mom's voice. She was in Grey's too. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the PJs. I remember Greg was talking about PJs a while ago. I love the fucking PJs. Um, Those are great. Whitney Houston's mom was in this. She was the choir member that got a little fussy about her changing things. That was her mom. Oh, the one that was kind of bitchy at her? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, is that, is that okay with you? She's Always like, yeah. done it the same no, way. Okay. Yeah, she's like, that, that's fine. Uh, but no, there's tons of famous people in this. Unfortunately, if you know anything about Whitney Houston, an uh, amazing singer, started in a church and got big. Uh, met a very shitty person named Bobby Brown and they got on the drugs so this was actually when she was getting into cocaine uh, she looked fine in this but apparently she was talking early later on the Oprah show yeah she was all all into cocaine when she was doing this movie so uh, it didn't seem to affect her she's skinny as hell but she's always been, she's skinny. been, always yeah. been skinny she's always been a rail so I guess that would have been a easy way to find out like you're doing drugs because if she was thicker and then she got skinny like she was I'm like why are you so skinny? She's like, no reason. But no, she looked amazing, but it acted fine. But yeah, unfortunately, this is the beginning, the beginning of the end for Whitney Houston. Uh, but this movie's absolutely amazing. So 
if you don't know anything about it, you should watch it. And if you're black, that's weird. But uh, <laughs> this film is about Courtney B. Vance. His name is Henry, Reverend Henry. And he has a church and like any Christmas film with a church in it, they need money. The place is falling apart. Problems everywhere. And someone's got to fix it. Any film about a church because yeah. Sister Act One and Two were both about a falling apart, decrepit church. Yeah. And neither one of them happened around Christmas. It just, church is poor. That's true. Help us fix it up. Yes. Wait, isn't the end of Sister Act One Christmas Day? Oh, I haven't seen Sister Act in forever. Maybe. For some holiday. The end maybe. of Sister Act know. One is them performing for the Pope. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe it's just performing for the Pope. It wasn't a special holiday. I don't know. I just know the first one had that mousy little girl. She was singing her part. Like, Sarah, I got to see that. I got to watch I that I love. Oh, that's so good. That's a good ass. We not reviewed that yet. Yeah. I love Sister Act. Yeah. But anywho, so Reverend Henry, uh, all these problems are happening. He is trying to put everything on his back, which I guess is a good reverend. But he's to the detriment of his family. And he asks God for help. And in this world, God actually sends things to help you. And an angel named Dudley hazed into Washington. He comes down to help Reverend Henry. And Dudley's just a smiley, goofy angel. And he's trying to help him with this. And he learns that it's not really the church issue is the whole problem with this. It's kind of his relationship with his wife. And that seems to be the first step that he needs to fix. And uh, there's a lot of twists and turns to this. Dudley realizes that, damn, your wife is kind of (laughs) cool. I like her a lot. And there's issues like that. But no, it's a cute film. Uh, it's it's actually a story being told by a little kid, uh, Whitney Houston's son. He's actually one telling the story. So that's how you know that it actually succeeded because he's like, no one believes me that this oh, happened. We forgot Gregory Hines when we were talking about people in reading oh, this movie. Yeah. But no, uh, it, it's a fun, fun Christmas film. They knew what they had vocally and musically with all the people they had in this. So there's tons of spots where they just sing their asses off and Houston is absolutely amazing in this mm-hmm. and they actually got a legit choir it was the oh what was the name of the choir behind her and it's a, it's a legit group give me a sec I was listening to Spotify just like five the minutes end ago of the credits they mention it yeah I'll, I'll, I'll edit this I'm gonna look it up it is the Georgia Mass Choir yes there you go so the leader of that choir he actually uh they he interviewed or gave tryouts to like 500 people to find 150 to 200 people that he wanted for the group they are absolutely amazing apparently uh they did there's only like 40 in the movie yeah but i think in the makes a lot of sense though when you hear it there's a lot more sound coming from them than just the 40 of them and they're strong as hell so yeah uh but no it's fun it's tons of music if you like whitney houston's voice and you really should because it was amazing you'll have a great time with this movie I learned, so a cool fun fact was that the role of Julia, Whitney Houston's character, it was first considered to be Julia Roberts. They want Julia Roberts to be Ew. the wife. Yes. So I assume it wasn't going to be super black. I Probably Dudley was going to probably be the only black person in it. Probably. Or the Reverend would, would be white. And then, I don't know, kept, it might even mix a couple. Sure. I don't know. They would have kept Denzel for sure. Yeah. No, Denzel was going to be in it, but... um. But she it quickly turned to Whitney Houston and she actually was reluctant to accept the role because she felt like she didn't think she would be a good housewife. Like, I don't know. She, she was worried that she wouldn't look that good. But then she looked into the whole church aspect of the character. and She's like, oh, well, I did that. Like, I understand this. So uh, she took the role and she got paid $10 million to be in this film. And cool. so she was the highest paid black actress at the time. Oh, it just 10 million to you know, a couple of months of work and learn some lines and sing, do something that you're good at, you know. <laughs> uh, absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, we'll get into this story and talk about it. Uh, it's a cute one, y'all, and it's Christmas, so you should watch it. So, like I said before, there's a voiceover. Uh, the child, his name is Jeremiah, and so he guides us through the story of this, and so he says that no one gonna believe him that's why he tells everybody this story because no one's gonna fucking believe him that an angel came down and saved the day like eh. so he's like i can tell anybody i want so like i said reverend henry biggs he is the pastor 
of a Baptist church in New York City. It looked like it was like kind of Jersey-ish, but I, I tried to look at the license plate, but it's in New York. It was New York. Yeah, but it was, I thought they may have filmed in Jersey or something like that. So it looked like New York to me. Yeah. It's outskirts. It's just not like inner city. Like you don't see that part of New York where there's like suburbs, but there is that outside yeah, of New York City. It's not like, like Pizza Rat and stuff. So it could have been anywhere in New York too. It didn't have to be New York City. Oh, you're right. Like Rochester. Yeah. Or wherever. So with this church, like any typical church in a Christmas movie, or just like Katie said, any movie with a church, uh, membership is declining. And Henry being a really good guy, he's he he's the leader. He understands being a reverend and all the people that come to his church, you know, that that's his people, that's his flock. And so he is constantly getting pulled left and right of all of the people at his church, their needs. And that's a good thing. But like I said before, he, you know, someone has to suffer when you work hard like that, something's going to break down and it's a relationship with his wife. And so uh, the church, their finances are horrible. Like, you know, it's a lot of poor people going to church, which is awesome, but the church is falling apart and it needs money for repairs and stuff like that. So uh, this movie is, it, you know, it's real life. You know, everybody needs money. So Henry, he is under pressure from a real estate developer. Hey, it's Gregory Hines. He's awesome. Uh, Joe Hamilton. So he wants Henry to sell the property so he can build like condominiums on the site in a mall. He wants to build all this stuff. So it's like, it's gentrification. But like back in the days, I don't know what word they gave it then, but I don't know if it was technically gentrification then. I mean, it's just urban development. Yeah. It's not in this specific case, it's not really gentrification because it's not. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. It's because, weird because it, Henry says he's like, oh, you're just trying to get away from, you know, the people you grew up with. Yeah. So, you, you know, hiding yourself behind the gates and stuff. So it's kind of. But. It's it's gentrification, but it's coming from a black builder. Yeah, it's it's an odd situation because usually it's like some white run corporation trying to buy out all of the poor neighborhoods and fill it with rich white folks. So yeah, it's like so, a barbershop. Yeah. Oh shit! Damn, barbershop's good too. I love barbershop <laughs> and beauty shop. Yeah, Queen Latifah crushed it. Oh shop. fucking good. So um. Like I said, Henry is not that good of a husband because he's putting all the people at his church before his wife. And she's like, hey, we need to talk about some things. He's like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I got to do this, this, this and that. And she's like, oh, OK. And, you know, they wake up mad, which is a very shitty thing to do. Waking up mad is not fun. So uh, Henry, he's he's starting to lose his faith. And he's like, I don't even know why I wear this little the little white collar he's like i don't even know why i do this you know nothing's working everything's falling apart so he prays to god for help and then hey look at that god just throws an angel just in his like vicinity and so the kids are outside like making snow angels and then dudley lands right next to him they're like oh my god and they like run off in fear because just a dude landed from the sky and did dudley's giggling this is his first gig as an angel. So he says that there's a long line of people up there waiting to, to get their turn to help the world, which I thought was a really cool idea. And he's like, I've been waiting for years to get this. And so he's like, I can't fail. I got to do this. And he comes up to Henry and he tells him like, Hey, I'm an angel I'm here to help. Like God sent me to help you out. And Henry's like, okay, you're crazy, but I'll, I'll give you a ride, whatever you need. And he's like, okay, you don't believe me now, but you'll believe me at some point. <laughs> which I thought was cool he was just so charismatic he's like you're insane but yeah I guess we can be friends whatever um Dudley like a very charismatic person just easily weasels his way into the family and into the church and everyone loves him like Henry's like mother-in-law is like that's a handsome man and he's like thank you and so uh yeah Dudley just creeps his way in and so like I was saying Henry's schedule even gets even worse so around this time there is a rehearsal at the church it's probably one of the funniest spots in this movie <laughs> uh, and the choir uh julia is working with the choir and they're singing a song and then it just starts speeding up and you can see in everyone's face like it's kind of getting fast and it sounds still sounds great 
And then you see that the boiler is just about to fucking explode. And it's just like bouncing around. And then it just triples in speed. And then like the daycare is like, oh my God. And they leave. And then Julia's like, oh shit. And the place starts blowing up, you know. And the drummer, so Greg texted me. He's like, I, I don't know last time you've seen this movie, but look at the drummer right when like the boiler like explodes. <laughs> that was the very like the thing I noticed the most about this scene the first time I watched it. Yeah, that drum is like, damn, this song's going fast. He's like, that's not me. <laughs> he stopped drumming a while ago. And then right when the explosion happens, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> he just throws the sticks in the air. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man, that was absolutely amazing. So um, th- that's just another thing on his back. And so now he needs money for the boiler. And one of his... um his parishioners their son gets caught up in a wrongfully being wrongfully accused for robbery so these people robbed the store and he was walking by it on his way to either he had a bible in his hand right no it was a vhs he was returning returning a a tape so he was heading a fucking blockbuster to turn a tape back in and the guy that got robbed looked at him he's like yeah that's him that's the guy and i was like damn that's fucked up if i rob the place i'm not gonna just hide behind a rock i'm gonna try to run off but hide behind nothing <laughs> yeah he's it. like he's like that wasn't me and he's like yeah yeah put your hands on your head i'm like that wasn't me so now he is in jail and uh d- grand jury is gonna decide his fate and the bail is twenty five thousand dollars. so once again another fucking just wait on henry's back so it, it's getting it's getting ridiculous so uh dudley becomes the new assistant and uh, Henry's secretary is worried that she's going to lose her job to Dudley, even though he's like able to do things perfectly. And she's like, oh, you got the coffee machine to work? I've been trying to do that for, for weeks now. And, and he's like, I'm not here to take your job. I'm just here to help. Um, Julia's mom, Marguerite, uh, she gets a little suspicious of Dudley because, um, yeah, the way she sees her daughter looking at Dudley and they smile and they giggle and shit and they're like oh so how was uh ice skating and they're like yeah it was fun i had a good time <laughs> and they look at each other like and she says oh my god <laughs> she can <laughs> instantly see that they're flirting with each other they're happy with their company because henry is busy doing everything else so um dudley and julia they actually go to a jazz club it was supposed to be henry and julia to help with their relationship but henry got busy so he's like, well, take my wife there and apologize for me. He's like, okay, like you should tell her or something. Bro, this really should be a you thing. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. Uh, they have a great time and they dance and stuff. And it just kind of makes that relationship even dangerously closer. Um, Henry understands what's happening. And he tells Dudley, stay away from my wife. I, I, you know, I'm not a dummy. I understand what's happening. He's like, dude, I'm not. I'm just here to help. And he's like, no, I see what you're trying to do. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, he is, honestly. He doesn't understand what he's doing, but he gets it. He's like, man, she's, she's beautiful. Like, you know, I'm having a great time with her. So um, there's a lot of scenes. Um, Henry starts getting better. He, little by little, he understands. I don't know. He, the lessons that Dudley brings up to him finally start to stick. And so he says, like, the kid that got wrongfully accused, he doesn't believe him. He's like, I'm innocent, man. I was just walking by. And Dudley's like, have you ever like looked at someone in the eyes to see if they were lying? Like, you should really look at somebody, you know, to really see if they were lying. And he looks in the kid's eyes and he's like, no, you didn't do it. And he's like, I'm going to get you out of this. And he goes up to the, to the judge, works his, you know, pastor magic and gets the kid off. And it's absolutely amazing. I was like, good job, Henry. He's, he's, He's got good words, I mean, but he's, he's, a, he's a pastor and pastors are really good at talking. So Dudley realizes that Henry's on a good route so he can leave him alone for a little bit and he's kind of stay away from Julia because he's not helping with that situation. So he goes to uh, Hamilton, Joe Hamilton. He heads to his house and he kind of does like this Christmas Carol situation. He scares him with, you know, he turns on the TV and commercials are going off by themselves. He's like, that's this radio's not even plugged in. How are you doing this? He's like, well, he yeah. inter- he basically breaks and enters in his in his home playing his piano. Yeah, <laughs> <Start>. <laughs> yeah. 
No, he doesn't break and enter. The the maid lets him in. Yeah, because oh. he's all smiles. He, he is a stranger playing his piano in his home. Yeah. yeah. If I walked in, I see somebody playing. Like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> he's like, I'm Dudley. Get the fuck out. But, you know, uh, he uses his uh, charisma and probably some angel powers to uh, work over Hamilton. And, and Henry tells him, hey, Hamilton, uh, I know you want to get me to come to this new church. So the, the big deal is Joe wants Henry to be the new pastor at this super mega church that he's building. And it has all the things he needs. He's got a daycare, senior citizen center, all these things that the church really needs. And Hamilton's like, come here. All your uh, sermons will be televised. You can get your word out to more people. And he said, that's all I want, man. And he's like, well, what about the church? He's like, oh, man, that's getting torn down because you got that church. You don't need this busted old church. I'm giving you a new one. <laughs> so um, Henry actually tells him, come to the church that you're going to tear down. I want you to come at least once. And so they have a special Christmas pageant that they're doing. And so Hamilton comes. Uh, Henry, he writes down a letter. Uh, at first, he seems to be accepting the fact that he's going to say yes to the deal because, you know, he can take all his people to the new church and it'll be great. And he realizes that not a lot of them are going to follow you know if it's too far then like why would i drive way over there and so you know he can't leave his people and plus julia's dad was the pastor before him so that would really suck and julia actually voiced her displeasure with the whole situation earlier so the at the christmas pageant um the kids they have this really cute song about the night where jesus was born and it is a really good song like good on whoever wrote that yeah probably Whitney Houston but that's a good ass song yeah there's some solid songs in this and so the girl they use like a one of those dolls that pees and so the girl Mary gets wet and she's like I'm Somebody not gonna fill the pee doll Wait, I'm out I'm yeah out. she's like I'm I can't do this and so Whitney goes out and she actually finishes the song like I said she can sing so it's absolutely amazing and Henry does his sermon and he talks and he's he does the apologies that he should have done weeks ago in the sermon and julia hears it and she's like holy shit he's apologizing oh and he works everybody over and hamilton is sitting there and he gets worked over and i'm like oh dudley did something to your brain because that was way too easy <laughs> he gets the spirit put in him yeah he, he listened to one sermon he's like you know what i'm not gonna do these bad things so um hamilton says that hey i understand what's happening you don't have to come to this church i'll figure out something else stay here at your church and i'll buy a new boiler for the for the church he's like don't worry about that because i bought this church a long time ago so i own the mortgage so we'll work out something so you can stay here he's like i understand what you're doing and it's a very important thing and so hooray the money problem's good the boiler problem's good uh with his work done, Dudley's like, well, I'm good. I'm going to leave. Uh, he goes to their house at the end, and he looks at a picture of Henry and Julia, at I guess, at their wedding, and he changes Henry's face to his face. Just, you know, at the end, he's like, that looks nice. And then Thunder just randomly goes off, and he's like, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> and, and he asks, can I? And he gets the go-ahead from God, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and uh magics a bunch of presents and redecorates the tree so it's like immaculate yeah so and like dudley told henry before when my job is done i'm gonna leave and you're not gonna remember anything about this and he's like that sounds great so he erases <laughs> the memories of everyone that he met though um at the morning service he's there no one recognizes him but jeremiah still remembers so i was like dang dudley let him keep that memory which is cool um but yeah he's like holy shit it's dudley and they're like who's dudley he's like bro y'all know dudley he's been here for like a week like you were about to kiss him mom and like i don't know who you're talking about they're like what <laughs> i've been freaking out I'm like this motherfucker was in our house who i don't know that anybody named dudley i'm like i hate y'all so much um but no it's it's absolutely fun so yeah, if you haven't watched The Preacher's Wife, it's cute. It's a very cute movie. So, Katie, who is your favorite character in The Preacher's Wife? Julia. Uh, Whitney Houston, crushing it. 
Uh, all her vocal stuff in this movie is just incredible. And her general character of just being frustrated with her husband because her husband's refusing to pay any fucking attention to her. Like, I feel that. Not that Otis ever does that, but like I, it happens in a lot of movies um, and it's fucking frustrating. Like, I think she handled it as well as she could have, but she should have stood up a little more than he was kind of letting her. I don't know. A little emotional abuse, but she was great. What about you, Greg? Got to be Marguerite. Jennifer Lewis as the black mother of Hollywood has always been enjoyable for me. I cannot remember the first time I remember seeing her in a this type of role. It was either Preacher's Wife or The Temptations. It might have been The Temptations, but it's a role she's always done so well. And she, from what I believe I've heard in an interview she did with NPR, someone she absolutely enjoys. Not too long ago, she actually had an autobiography, I believe, that I need to Ooh. check out. Um, she just had best lines, the most memorable lines, the funniest lines. Two in particular that stick out to me when I was growing up and I loved re-watching and revisiting upon re-watching today was when she's trying to get Whitney to admit that there's something wrong in the marriage and she, like, just look, I see that something's going on. Just admit it to me and just tell me what's up. Like, <laughs> but Julia Whitney walks off. It's like, well, you're just going to have to just, nope. You're going to have to try to get this out of me from behind. She says, girl, don't be talking to me about your behind. I gave you that behind. <laughs> Later on in the film, she <laughs> takes, a, takes a phone call while, while Vance and Whitney are trying to have a private discussion when no one's in the room and <laughs> and Marguerite just yells, girl, I'm trying to listen. <laughs> I just, I, she's just so accurate in how she portrays that that's that sassy black mom that she just I shouldn't have used sassy. That feels I feel like a white person saying sassy. Um, you get what I'm saying, though. <laughs> she accurately portrays that so well, and just I don't care. I, 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 I'm glad that she doesn't feel like she's shoehorned or, or typecast in that role because she's always done it so well. Um, speaking of Jennifer Lewis, do you happen to know the age difference between her and Whitney Houston at the time? If 15 years. Six. Jeez. I would have said I was gonna say five. Yeah. Jeez. Six years at the time of this film, unless I screwed some math up, which is completely possible. Whitney was thirty-three, and Jennifer Lewis was just thirty-nine. Good lord, she looked great. Yes, it is crazy to me that she's already playing these motherly roles at thirty-nine, and she's just six years older than Whitney. Wow. That just that tripped me out. Because <laughs> because watching it, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is forever ago when I was a kid and she's playing a, a, a mother. I'm thinking, well, how long is she playing these motherly roles? So I proceeded to look up their ages and do the math as far as, okay, well, this was in 96. It's currently 2021. So let me do the math here and see how old were these two actresses at the time of this film. Six years apart. Yeah, and she's playing not old enough to be Whitney's mother yet playing Whitney's mother. That took me out. That's fucking cool. I didn't know that. I assumed there was a bigger gap. No, me too. You'd think, right? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, she's just always had that motherly nature and vibe about her. Yeah, some even, people got even that. When, even, even if she's not old enough to be her mother. Right. <laughs> so... I actually picked Dudley. So even though every time I watch it, like more and more of it is just like, if I was Henry, I'd have swung on him. Like, you get the fuck out of my house, man. But he's just so charismatic. With, I mean, Denzel Washington, if you haven't seen this man, he has a smile that, that he, 
you will smile back at him. He is such a cutie pie. Uh, his tone, his voice, everything. He is amazing at what he does. And so I couldn't picture a better angel or a depiction of like an, of someone that, that needs to be able to like sneak, not sneak in, but just be able to walk in places and no one's going to question it. It's kind of like if you watch Doctor Who, the doctor is very charismatic and that's how they are able to do so much because they come into places like, hi, I'm a doctor. I'm doing this, this, and that. And they're like, oh, okay. And people just let them do stuff because they're so charismatic and quick and cool that they're like, I'm going to follow that person. Like, they seem to know what they're doing. Dudley's got that same kind of vibe. Like, he's just, he just gets into places. Like, he went to Hamilton's place to, like, change his mind. The lady opens the door. He's like, hi. And says a couple of words. She's like, yeah, you can wait for him here. It's, it's late as fuck. Why are you letting people in this house? And he's just he's got a good smile and he says the right words which i always thought was really cool about him i'm sad that uh denzel doesn't do more fun characters anymore yeah like all of his roles are now like attempts at oscar grabs so they're all really serious like dramas and you know that's cool like he's a an excellent actor and he deserves all the accolades but it would be nice to see him do a fun comedic role again like it's been a long time for him training day was absolutely fun and comedic i don't know what you're talking oh about. man yeah but training day was 15 years ago <laughs> yeah no i get what you're saying yeah, it's everything he's done in the last like 20 and, it, years. and it might be i was, I was, I was half, joking, half joking i know yeah. i know it's still funny <laughs> oh you motherfuckers <laughs> he's bleeding oh man jake 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 need that money jake <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, we're going to watch that. That's a good movie. But yeah, it's probably the roles that he's getting. The people are like, hey, man, we'll give you like 50 million, not 50 million. That's a, way, that's a lot of money for somebody. We'll give you 15 million to be in this like drama that we're doing. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Um, but he's probably just busy with a lot of movies. Um, he's probably slowed down now because he's an older guy. But he still makes, I don't know, at least a movie a year. Oh, yeah. But just, One you know, it's a lot a slower. So, oh, you, yeah. Not you, like him in the mid mid late 90s yeah you got to catch him at the right time but i will say he and i don't know how he feels about movies but he probably enjoys the serious ones i guess I, I, and he's in a fuck ton of serious movies so i guess you have to like it if you're in a lot of them so yeah uh but no dudley was great even though he is a liability in this movie uh katie who was your least favorite character so even though i loved julia my least favorite character is combined the couple bigs. <laughs> and only because it literally took them like a fucking year to realize that they should have been the ones to adopt Elijah instead of putting him in the fucking system. That's How true. dare they? That's How fucking dare they? Like, Well, there were other problems. And that was just in the line of problems. Yeah, shitty communication. Y'all shouldn't have been married, firstly, like, number one. But the fact that they let Child Protective Services take that fucking boy and ship him to wherever the fuck. And then the shit that didn't make any sense. That kid got to come and hang out with them for fucking Christmas. Yeah, that didn't make any sense whatsoever. That doesn't happen. That's Rem not that's not how CBS works. Remember, there's an angel here. He's been fucking with everybody's brains. Yeah, you're right. So everything you're is right. like <laughs> he's working miracles. I get it. Yeah, he, he's but changing shit. <laughs> that was my least favorite shit in this movie. Greg. Um I got a tie. <laughs> First of all, Jeremiah. Oh, you didn't like that cute cute voice look <laughs> greg doesn't like kids <laughs> and for once there's nothing wrong with the kid he didn't do anything i just don't care for the kid element of the plot now that i'm now that i'm older i just i don't care for it yeah he was just there to be surprised by things yeah and actually the voice does start to get to me for a while yeah, I mean, it's kid actors, so... Like when he was on the ride or whatever, and then eventually he's, Mommy, enough! Oh, God. <laughs> you wanted to get on the ride, and you're whining because it's like, just too much? Like, the sensation is too much or something? You're crying because you want to get off the ride? No, because anyway. he's gone, like, 15 times. 
Well, too I bad. <laughs> I didn't expect to get into this. I didn't try one try to. Um, I just I don't care for the kid element because it's just you know he isn't a bad kid. Like I don't dislike him like I disliked the kid on Terminator, but <laughs> but I could just do without. I understand the necessity for it though, and I tie him with. The shopkeeper, corner store owner, manager who got his window busted and he got robbed. You fucking right. For racially profiling the kid and just yep. assuming it was him. Like, oh, there's a black kid standing there with the beanie on. It was him. Absolutely him. I don't know what they look like, but it was him. Mita, Mita, I saw you break my window. No. Yeah. Right. He's like, what? 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 He had a gun. Would wouldn't he just try to shoot at you again? Oh, he has a videotape in his hand. Oh, he switched that gun with a videotape. I'm like, no, motherfucker. Like the fact that no, they probably had gloves on. I was like, check the prints of the gun. <laughs> I didn't touch it, but like I said, that, that, they shouldn't have had a case based off. Of Honestly, high. that kid shouldn't have been locked up. But that judge is like, well, he he pointed him out. He was an eyewitness. He he pointed out who it was. Like. That's not enough. That 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 doesn't bear enough legal weight. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible way to go about it. Oh, he says it was him. Okay, yeah, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Throw away the key. So my least favorite character, and this time when I watched it, it kind of changed, but I'm still gonna go with it because this was my decision. And Greg hit the one I was gonna say. I was gonna say the fucking shopkeep because he was just like. I, I heard a car zoom off, but yeah, you hiding over there. You're the one that did all these bad things. Like, Not hiding, standing. <laughs> yeah. But motherfucker, I would have left. Why would I stay here? But I actually went with Act 1 and 2, Henry, kind of, because he is trying to do the right thing and he's helping people, which isn't a bad thing, but you're only one man and you can only do so much. So I guess the lesson that he learned in this movie was he should ask julia for help was that the biggest thing that he needed he needs to communicate what is happening in his life what's going on because he was trying to hide everything from julia oh okay she kept asking him like what's going on how can i oh, help he's what like, can we I'll, do? I'll tell and you later and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. i i have to be here i have to go over here let me i'll, I'll take care of it it's fine i got it i got it and it's like bro you're in a fucking partnership for a goddamn reason ask for help being on in your time of uh, crisis of confidence. Yeah, it's like that's the whole point of marriage is to have someone always there for you when you need them. Like fucking mess. So, uh, yeah, that's the problem—the communication and the whole situation. He's like, "I can do this myself. I got this. I got this." Which some people can operate like that, but at some point, you don't got it, and everything's gonna fall apart. Yeah. So, good thing he had a angel around that wanted his wife so he helped him out with the whole situation so let's do seven word synopsis so only have two of them because i was watching the movie for once i watched it at work um i was like damn what is movie? so my first one is mary bailed that's not in the bible <laughs> uh the lady in charge of the show when the girl leaves the stage she's like yeah virgin mary just just bailed out <laughs> like what are we gonna do and then my second one is I doubt that Dudley had those hands. Uh, I know he's an angel and shit, so you probably couldn't even hurt him. But if somebody was just like hanging out with Katie and then just like, you know what I mean? Like always there. I'm like, bro, put your hands up. We swing him because I don't like what you're doing here. Like, I know what you're doing. So I'm we fighting. <laughs> put, put, put your hands up. So I don't think he got those hands, but I guess his body isn't normal. So he would destroy Henry in a fight. Uh, he wouldn't be allowed to fight. God wouldn't let him well, fight. Well, he would probably break his hand punching Dudley. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then he would heal it back. He's like, stop. <laughs> Clean it, silly man. Uh, Katie. Dudley caused traffic to Mac on Julia. I Ooh, I forgot about that scene. So they're ice skating, having a great time. And apparently the way that Henry talks about it, he didn't understand there were so many fucking lights on his way there. Dudley created stop lights to slow him down so he can have more time with his wife and have a good time 
I didn't catch that. Made him hit every red light. Yeah, and he made lights. He's like, yeah. Well, why there's so many lights? He asked. Uh, <laughs> Julia asks, like, I want. Where could he be? Like, he's supposed to be here by now. And <laughs> fucking Dudley's like, oh, he, he must be stuck in traffic. Yeah. So and then like. Bitch, but, you made that traffic. Yeah, really Where did this amazing. light come from? <laughs> yeah, he was upset. He's like, "What? What's happening? No one cares. No one else cares about this. Just me." Yeah. So he sent his car just getting hot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then um, Reverend Henry did not appreciate that choir enough. That's the fucking truth, man. He was very annoyed by them. He's like, like I get being stressed out, but let me tell you. No matter how stressed out I was, if I stood up to give a speech and there was a fucking choir like that choir standing behind me, like emphasizing the words I was saying in my speech, I would get so fucking hyped. Like it would be the best, (laughs) the best speech ever given. Okay. I would be so fucking hyped if he's, and he was just mad about it. He kept like glaring at Julia, like don't fucking sing like bitch. That's what I I'm here for. How dare you? I did enjoy when he was trying to anticipate the next one and he quickly turns his head like, you going to say it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he glared at her when he turned his head all quick, like, don't you say it. <laughs> and she was just like, okay, fine, bitch. <laughs> all right, Greg, seven words. Uh, angel commits adultery, somehow, <laughs> somehow returns to heaven. <laughs> That's the truth. God was looking at him. He's like, hey, this dude acting a fucking fool in New York. And he just let him just go, go ahead. He's like, my God, he's trying to get in that girl's pants. I guess he's like, man, I'm going to give you so many chances. I'm going to take you and snatch you back up. Well, Dudley was desperate to feel love because he had never felt earthly love. Like when he was on earth, he, he says it in the movie, like when I was around or something about like he had never had a chance to yeah, never love. settle down or find somebody yeah, yeah. He, he never had a chance so he to died fall before in love, so it's shitty but, but still god watched him act a goddamn fool on earth for a week yeah <laughs> you get definitely had some leeway for sure yeah god's playing man he's like i know you're gonna god's plan. yeah you're gonna succeed in the end but my god you're acting a fool yeah. <laughs> okay this film came out december 13th 1996 my lord it's old um so i found a budget surprise there's not a like 25th anniversary that's the fucking thing happening right now yeah i'm very surprised i called it man messing stuff up but it really cool if they like remastered and came up with a new version not a new version but all deleted scenes and stuff and have commentary and penny marshall talk about it was the reception even that great though on this though I think I think Penny Marshall's dead. So uh, you'd have to have be, it'd have to be like Lionel Richie and Courtney B. Vance and Denzel. God, they're, so the only, people dead. they're the only three left. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis. Oh, is wait, wait, wait. Hold on, oh hold and on. Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer hold Lewis. On. Hold on, hold on. You just confused Lionel Richie and Gregory Hines. Mm, did I say Gregory Hines? He was at the jazz club, Lionel Richie. Oh yeah. That is Gregory Hines has died. Lionel Richie's still alive. Oh shit! I forgot that was Gregory uh, Lionel Richie at the club. Oh yep. man, yeah, Lionel Richie's her friend, and he shows up at the in the last piece. He like takes yeah. over for the pianist and's yeah, like, he plays, yeah, he plays getting piano. in on the piano. He sure did hop in out of nowhere. Yep, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Uh, yeah, that is Lionel Richie. Yeah, so if they did commentary now, it'd be Denzel, Courtney B. Vance, Jennifer Lewis, Loretta Devine, and Lionel Richie. It sucks you don't have the lead, but and you can't do, you can't do it without Whitney. Cannot maybe the little kid. Yeah, that really sucks. Without the lead, it's just like uh, I don't know. You gotta find. You gotta have the people that are there to hold like the most time. It's like, what stories do you have? But you could have Denzel though. Yeah, I mean, he was really the lead. She was in it a lot, but he was like the story was about him. He was in just about every scene. Well, yeah, because every scene that had uh, the Reverend and not Julia, he was also in because he was trying to push the Reverend like they do this thing. And even with Joe, when he goes and visits Joe, he's like, "Hey, you need to do this." So. that's true denzel was the lead yeah so the budget i found it's estimated so it's a little wiggly but how much do you think the budget for this movie was katie 25 million greg 26 million uh just off of principle greg wins off of principle <laughs> yeah. uh the budget it was estimated around 40 million now remember whitney houston got 10 million just to be here 
Yeah, which I should have thought about that, which means Denzel also probably oh, he, got 10 million. Oh, he probably got a good chunk. Denzel too. probably got 10 million. So that's 20 million easy. Everyone else together probably got another 10 million. That's 30 million. And then they had to pay uh Hans Zimmer to do the music, the choir to do <laughs> yeah. to do all the singing. But there's not that many different scenes and sets, honestly. It's like the church area, they ice skated, uh, and it's just and street scenes, honestly. Yeah, so the courtroom yeah set wise it's not that crazy so they saved some money there i could assume but maybe but that's still like 10 million yeah, they, it's penny marshall's so. yeah they dropped some good money to get people in this yeah okay well i gotta change my box office now yeah so right. what do you think katie the box office was 120 million greggy i think i saw the the box office so i'm not gonna say but since you're not guessing anyway, wasn't it like 48 million? Yes, it was. That's <laughs> uh, so, so bad. Yeah, it it's weird. The reception is great. Everyone loved it. Um, even old bitch ass Ebert, he was like, it's great. He, he had a great yeah. time with it. The biggest complaint I could see online, people said that the plot was a bit slow at first and it took a little bit to get going, which you know they're building the world i kind of get that but it didn't need to be two hours it it, it could have been an hour and 30 hour and 40 yeah they could have cut the editors could have cut 20 minutes out of this that's one. true easy some of these scenes would be like in the deleted scenes like oh here's the extended version but yeah i didn't it didn't feel dragged but yeah they could have cut like 20 minutes no i was a bit fatigued. about when there's about 30 minutes left i'm thinking to myself wow i really sat through all this when i was a kid like yeah there was, was just some stuff at the beginning i feel like when dudley was trying to convince the reverend like who he was oh, and what he true. was doing i feel like that dragged there was like three separate scenes where he was like trying to hey I'm this. Hey, guess what? I'm an angel. Like, you gotta believe me. I'm an angel. And it was like, yeah, you could cut two of those out. Like, That's true, because when he, when he ate the hot dog and at the courtroom, when he was leaving the courtroom and his car didn't start, and he pops up again, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I'm here to help. And he's like, okay, crazy guy. And he still didn't even really believe him. And then, yeah. You could have cut both of those out and just had him, like, in the very first scene that you see him, just like, hey, come to my office hours. And then he shows up at the office and that's it. That's like, true. You didn't need any of that other shit. Like the, hey, I'm an angel. Let yeah. me help. I guess he wanted to show some miracles and well, stuff because he did I mean, make things happen when he was around. Those scenes didn't necessarily emphasize Dudley's angelness as much as they emphasized the fact that the reverend was a stubborn asshole. Yeah. When he touched his hand, he was like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, you feel it, don't you? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, asshole, yeah, you do. <laughs> You're high now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it felt weird, didn't it? Yeah, make you want to pee yourself. <laughs> That's the glory you're feeling like right you there, sir. Like the acid just set in, huh? Yeah, you feel it. Yeah, 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 yeah you feel it. Uh, but no, a solid performance. Uh, but yeah, Penny Marshall did her job, but they said it was just a little slow should have stayed with my regular one it was 50, 50 yeah 50 million but, Fuck. but i think with this movie the budget would have probably been around 20 if they didn't have to drop like tens of millions for people so it would have financially been great it probably made its money but yeah when you're dropping 10 million for one person yeah it, there's no real way you're gonna make money from something uh but yeah no breaches wife it's it's fun not from a drama, anyways, but comedy drama. I mean, they dropped ten million on every one of the Avengers, and Endgame made billions of dollars. Yeah, but genre is a little different. Like comics are hot, and so yeah, that was just a, a no brainer. That's what I'm like saying. That's what I'm saying. You said ten million, but like it's possible. It just depends on the type of film. Not for this specific well, type of film. Ten million in ninety six to now is probably what like forty million, fifty. Yeah, it's probably what RDJ got paid for yeah. Iron Man or for Endgame. So think about like a, a comedy drama and you're dropping 40 million for somebody, which is crazy. Comedy dramas don't barely cost 40 million. Oh, I know. Like, but, don't even cost 40 yeah. million. I'm trying to think of the right percentage for now doing that. They're like, that's absurd you paid that much yeah. for that person. So yeah. Uh does anybody have anything else to say about the preacher's wife? Mm-mm. It was really good. It's fun. My favorite angel on screen. 
Not mine. I know Prophecy is Christopher Walken. He's a bad angel. What's your favorite angel? Uh, there's two of them. David Tennant. And, well, David Tennant, Michael Sheen. And oh, then yeah. uh, Castiel from Supernatural. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Angels. Well, you went TV show. I couldn't tell you a single angel from a movie that's not this not one movie. Because they're not that good. <laughs> it's hard. That's, Usually they're No, evil. I don't know any angels. I don't watch movies that have angels in what them. What about that baseball movie you love when they help them cheat? Oh, angel- yeah. yes. Okay. Christopher Lloyd and Angels in the Outfield. That's my favorite. Yeah, them angels out there were cheating for that team, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Trying to teach a kid a lesson. They're like, hey, we're going to help this team cheat outfield. for a whole fucking season. Oh, my God. That's yeah. funny. If I was that kid, I'd be like, What'd you learn, Timmy? I learned to fucking cheat and pray to God to help me. That's what I learned. Or it'd be uh, the, the guy from the movie Inside of Home Alone, Angels with Filthy Souls. <laughs> <laughs> what do I owe you? Yeah, he's a pretty good angel. <laughs> Does have a filthy. I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> okay. So if you have any other questions about angels and why I didn't think of probably some other movie whoever's listening like what about that angel otis i'm like oh yeah you can tweet us at allentown pod we have an email it is allentown presents at gmail.com wait i have a facebook at allentown presents so this is episode 17 yes so we are getting close to the end i know you got some yeah some some choices and stuff and we got one more uh for the greg show We'll see if anybody else pops up, but yep. it's all right. Uh, there's going to be bonus Greg shows. Oh, yeah. Greg's going to pop up more because he's he's free. He's like Dobby. He's, he's, he's running off doing he is stuff. He's a free man. elf. Yeah, he's a free elf for a while. Everybody's wow. hitting breaks and stuff. Wow. Wow. It's <laughs> not a short joke. Dobby was an elf. <laughs> oh, I thought Greg was going with the whole like indentured servitude angle of it. I'm like, I was going, no, I was going short. Okay. <laughs> now that you bring that up, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going short because I am also short. I get it. <laughs> I don't even I don't even see all size. I just thought about oh shit. I called him an elf and they, they are for real slaves in that book. <laughs> like, oh shit, my bad. It's dark out here, guys. It's getting dark. Yeah, it's getting bad. So uh like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back. Well, Katie will be back tomorrow with another Christmas film. Okay, bye guys. Bye. You gonna say that, Greg? Uh yeah. Uh, I believe in you and me. Yeah. <laughs>